0: Eder الله you are listening to Eder's.com. Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah, he named who wants to stay in, who to want to be he want to talk من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له ونشهد الا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد ان سيدنا ونبينا ومولانا محمد عبده ورسوله اما بعد فاعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم وما اتاكم الرسول فخذوه وما نهاكم عنه فانتهوا صدق الله العظيم Subhanakala Il Malana lana illa ma'allamtana Innaka antal alimul hakeem Rabbi shrah li sadri wa yassir li amri Wahlul uqdatan min lisaani yafqahu qawli Duruship allay Respected brothers, respected elders, mothers and sisters listening at home InshaAllah ta'ala Tonight, before we start the political side of Sayyidina Uthman bin Affan Radiallahu Ta'alaan, it is most appropriate for me to make mention of some of the senior companions who had passed away during the khilafat of Sayyidina Uthman bin Affan, Radiallahu Ta'alaan now many companions passed away during the Khilafat but some of the companions hold such honor and status that I think it would be unjustified for me just to proceed without mentioning their names or even giving a brief account of their pious lives one amongst the many who had passed away is the distinguished Sahabi, the uncle of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam, whose name was Hazrat Abbas ta'ala taalaan. He passed away during the Khilafat of Sayyidina Osman bin Affan ta'ala taalaan. Hazrat Abbas was a very close family member to Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. In fact, he was like a father figure. To Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam, though there was not a lot of age difference between the two, Allah's Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam was only two or three years younger. Hazrat Abbas radiallahu taala an was from amongst the elites from the Qurayshi tribe. He was very, very handsome, a very handsome man, and Allah subhanahu wa taala had blessed him with a lot of wealth also. Many children, many daughters, ten sons He was a father of ten sons Anybody here with ten sons? Ten sons would mean, Mushtaq would give you ten British passports Ten sons, subhanallah Very handsome man, very close to Rasul sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. The few from amongst the uncle who had embraced Islam, Hazrat Abbas was one of them, Hazrat Hamza radiallahu ta'ala an also. Very rich man. Allah had given him everything honour, respect, wealth, family, children, in fact so much wealth that once Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam looking at his uncle, Rasul Sallallahu alayhi Wasallam pointed at him and said, This my uncle, this my uncle is the most generous from amongst all of the Qurayshi people here most generous, big-hearted, magnanimous-hearted it is said that once in just one gathering he had freed 70 slaves from his own slaves. Now to free or emancipate 70 slaves, your own slaves that takes a lot of courage, my respected brothers. That's not easy. The slave industry was a booming industry during the time of Nabi Karim sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Imagine someone here would say that I have given in charity 70 luxury cars. Who would do that? 70 luxury cars in charity. Just in one sitting, in one gathering. 70 slaves free. You are free to do whatever you want This is how generous Hazrat Abbas Radiyallahu ta'ala'an was And also a blessed soul During the khilafat of Sayyidina Umar Radiyallahu ta'ala'an Once Droughts Hit Madinatul Munawwara A lot of heat, no rain What he did was he Called Hazrat Abbas Radiyallahu ta'ala'an And he took Hold of the hands of Hazrat Abbas and he lifted up his hands. Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala was making dua being a khalifa and he said, Ya Allah, during the time of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam, we would make a dua and we would say, by the blessing of the luminous face of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam, open the heavens for us and bless us with rain. And immediately it would start raining. And now Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam that has passed away, Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala, an, what he would do is that he would lift up his hands and he would say, Ya Allah, we beseech you, we ask you, we make dua to you, that by the face of the uncle of Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, bless us with rain. And on many occasions, immediately rain would fall in the city of Madinatul Munawwara. Dua was immediately accepted. So Sayyidina Abbas radiallahu ta'ala an was a very blessed soul. In fact, whenever Hazrat Umar and Hazrat Uthman radiallahu ta'ala an would see Hazrat Abbas walking, they would dismount from their camels in respect of Hazrat Abbas radiallahu ta'ala. They would actually dismount from their camels. Uthman and Hazrat Omar, just to show respect to Hazrat Abbas ta'ala an, Allahu akbar. He was 88 years of age when he passed away. Scholars have mentioned that he passed away in the month of Ramadan. MashaAllah in the month of Ramadan. As for Hazrat Abbas embracing Islam, scholars have a mixed view. Some have said that he embraced Islam before Makkah was conquered And some hold the opinion that he embraced Islam during the conquest of Mecca Wallahu alam But he was a sahabi and a man who had embraced Islam at the hands of Rasulullah Sallallahu alayhi wasallam One interesting story has been mentioned in the book of a hadith During the battle of Badr When the Muslims defeated the mushrikeen of Makkah many of them were killed and many were taken as prisoners one from amongst the many prisoners was also the uncle of rasul sallallahu alaihi wasallam hazrat abbas was taken as a prisoner what the companions did was they they had tied the hands of all the prisoners very tightly with ropes and had uh, stationed them in one enclosure in one room this is where you stay scholars have mentioned that the night when all of the prisoners were taken they noticed that Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam was very restless unsettled Allah's Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam did not shut his eyes to go to sleep and many of the companions could see this one sahabi came to Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam and he said ya rasulullah is something bothering you that today we notice that you can't sleep. Today we notice that you are unsettled. What is giving you grief, Ya Rasulullah? How can we assist you? Rasul Sallallahu Wasallam said, How can I sleep when I can hear the groaning of my Uncle Abbas? How can I sleep when I can hear the groaning of my Uncle Abbas? Now because Hazrat Abbas radiallahu ta'ala Hands were tied with a rope The ropes were tied Very tightly to the hands And this was giving a lot of pain To Hazrat Abbas And because of that he was groaning Every time he would move he would groan In that similar manner He was groaning And Hazrat Nabi Karim Sallallahu alayhi wasallam could hear this immediately a sahabi stood up and he had loosened the ropes from the hands of hazrat abbas radhiyallahu ta'ala an, and only then allahs Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam rested and went to sleep so sayyidina abbas radhiyallahu ta'ala an, a very distinguished famous sahabi and also the uncle of rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam passed away during the khilafat of Hazrat Uthman radiallahu ta'ala, and it was only Hazrat Uthman that had the privilege to perform the janaza namaz of Hazrat Abbas radiallahu ta'ala. A brief account of some of these great, great individuals. As Muslims, my respected brothers, we must have some understanding of Islamic history, of understanding who were the Muslimin and the companions, and who were related to Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Another. Uh, a giant character from amongst the companions of Nabi kareem sallallahu wa wasallam is hazrat abdullah ibn mas'ud radiyallahu ta'ala an though physically when we describe him he seems to be very physically very weak slim not very tall short but allahu akbar as far as iman is concerned he was like an unshakable mountain he was like an unshakable mountain. That was the faith of Hazrat Abdullah ibn Mas'ud. Brothers might recall, he was so brave in the battlefield that it was Hazrat Abdullah ibn Mas'ud who slit the throat of Abu Jahl during the battle of Badr. When the two young companions said that, Uncle, can you show us where Abu Jahl is? And initially, the scourge That came was from the two young companions But the finishing off Was from Hazrat Abdullah ibn Masood Now Abdullah ibn Masood wasn't tall Abu Jahl was a giant And Abu Jahl was there And Hazrat Abdullah ibn Masood Climbed on top of him And so Abu Jahl opened his eyes And said You, do you know Who you have Climbed on top of Abu Jahl the great warrior And Hazrat a, Abdullah ibn Masud Took a blade out, a knife And started to cut the throat of Abu Jahal To decapitate him and, and then he said that If you cut my throat Make sure you cut it from the lower section So when you put the heads in front of your leader Muhammad bin Abdullah la hawla la illa The pride Even then at the time of death even Fir'aun said, I bring faith upon the Lord of Musa and Harun alayhi salam. But Abu Jahal said, when you measure the heads in front of your leader Muhammad bin Abdullah, make sure my head is at the highest level. So cut my throat from the lower section here. So you have a good measure of my throat and therefore my head will be higher, much higher in level than the others. Allahu Akbar And so Abdullah ibn Masud Radiyallahu ta'ala An killed Abu Jal So he was a very Brave soldier Hazrat Abdullah ibn Masud Radiyallahu ta'ala An A great sahabi Scholars have mentioned He is The Khadim of Nabiya Kareem Sallallahu alayhi wasallam. sallam Sahibu Was the title given to him The man Who took care Of all the miswaqs Of Rasul Sallallahu alayhi wasallam, All the different types of miswaq Hazrat Abdullah ibn Mas'ud was the man who was the keeper of the miswak and also the slippers of Rasul sallallahu alayhi Wasallam. In fact, if the companions, or in fact, if brothers, uh, individuals came from another part of Madinatul Munawwara, even from uh, the tribes, the Bedouin tribes, if they were to look at Hazrat Abdullah ibn Mas'ud, they would mistaken him to be one from amongst the ahl bayt he would enter and exit the house of Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam as if he was from the Bayt, And this was the permission given to him by Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. How did he embrace Islam? <coughs> Ulama have mentioned a very interesting incident, a story. He was from amongst the very early Muslims. In fact, it is said that he was the fifth Member to accept Islam After hazrat Uthman Radiallahu He was employed by a person Who gave him the responsibility To look after his goats In a valley To make sure that early in the morning He would take the goats for grazing And bring them back in the evening Coincidentally what had happened Is that Allah's Nabi Sallallahu alayhi wa With hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq Radiallahu ta'ala was passing from that valley Where Hazrat Abdullah ibn Masood was now Allah's Nabi sallallahu Saw this figure at a distance And Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq said Let us go to this man It was very very hot Rasul alayhi wasallam Went to Abdullah ibn Masood And in the hadith it comes Allah's Nabi said to him Ya Abdullah Wouldn't it be good for you That you serve us some milk Because it is very very hot Extremely hot there were goats there And he said why don't you serve us some milk The Arabs were well known for their hospitality So Abdullah ibn Masood said I can't do this I have been entrusted to look after the goats And this is not my property And anyway None of the goats can produce milk All of the others are completely dry All of the others are completely dry So there is no milk Rasul sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said There is no milk And Allah's Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam touched one goat that was in front of Hazrat uh, Abdullah ibn Masood touched it. Immediately, Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu ta'ala and Hazrat Abdullah ibn Masood saw that the udders were filling up with milk. So much milk that milk was actually secreting from the udders. And very quickly, milk was given to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. When he witnessed this mu'ajizah, this miracle from Rasul sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Hazrat Abdullah ibn Mas'ud says that I had already become a Muslim then. That mu'ajizah had opened my heart towards Islam. He knew already that Allah's Nabi sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam had already made a claim that he was Khatamun Nabiyyin and the last Nabi. But he said when I saw this mu'ajizah I had no doubt. When I saw the face of Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, I had no doubt, and he was now with the Muslimin, and from the very early individuals who had embraced Islam. Sayyidina Abdullah ibn Masood an is also considered to be sahibul Qur'an, one of the great, great scholars in this knowledge of revelation, the science of Qur'an, as far as Nuzul is concerned how How many verses reveal, were revealed to Rasul Sallallahu alayhi wasallam When the verses were revealed to Nabi Karim Sallallahu alayhi wasallam A great Mufassir From amongst the companions of Nabi Karim Sallallahu alayhi wasallam Ulama have mentioned he was the first man To recite Surah rahman In front of the Kaaba, For which uh, A group, a mob of the Mushrikeen Attacked Hazrat Abdullah ibn Masood Which gave him severe injuries But he was the first man To read Surah Al Rahman And his recitation of the Quran Was so sweet and beautiful That many a times Allah's Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam Would say to him Abdullah recite in front of me the Quran And he would say Ya Rasulallah The Quran has been revealed to you And you want me to read the Quran in front of you and Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam would say Yes I want someone else to recite the Qur'an in front of me Allahu Akbar Kabira Sayyidina Abdullah ibn Mas'ud Radiyallahu Ta'ala An Is considered to be a senior sahabi And just before his demise also uh, An incident has been mentioned of his conversation with Hazratay Uthman bin Affan Radiyallahu Ta'ala an. A very important conversation during the Khilafat of Sayyidina Uthman bin Affan, Hazrat uh, Uthman bin Affan came to see Abdullah ibn Masood who was resting and very ill. And so Hazrat Uthman said to him, Ya Abdullah, ma tashtaki, what is giving you trouble? Tell me. And he said, Zunubi. O Uthman, I fear of my sins that I might have committed. How will Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala deal with me? Now this is Abdullah ibn Masood. Allah's Nabi once said that if anyone from amongst my companions, if I was to appoint that individual as my deputy without consultation, without taking the mashwira from anybody, it would be Abdullah ibn Masood. I would appoint him without consultation. That is how much faith Rasul had in Hazrat Abdullah ibn Mas'ud radiallahu ta'ala. So he said, Ma tashtaki, what is your problem? He says, I fear of my sins that I might have committed. How will Allah deal with me? And then Hazrat Usman said to him that, Ma tashtaki, what is it that you desire? And he said, Rahmatu Rabbi, the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Then Hazrat Usman said to him, Allah amuru laka bi tabibin. If you want, I can call the best doctor in Madinatul Munawwara for you. The best physician. And he laughed. And he said, At tabibu amrazani. You know, Usman, it is the doctors that have made me ill. It is the doctors that have made me ill. Then Hazrat Usman said to him, Allah amuru laka bi atain. If you want, I can, uh, Make an allowance from, for you from the public treasury. I can give you an allowance. And he said, La hajatali. I have no need for money. Then Hazrat Usman radiallahu ta'ala said that, li min Perhaps it would be better for your daughters. Hazrat Abdullah ibn Masood had many daughters. He said, It would be better for your daughters after your demise. It is said that Hazrat Abdullah ibn Masood ta'ala started to laugh. And he said no I have left my children Very independent From any form of monetary gain And he said I have heard from Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa Man qara'a surat al-waqi'ah Kull laylatin lam tusibhu faqa Anyone who reads Suratul al Every night before going to sleep Then poverty will never come to him Never come to him now brothers here who are worried about the credit crunch <laughs> About the credit crunch The easiest thing for us to do is read Suratul al It would only take 10 minutes maximum Read Suratul al and guarantee my respected brothers Allahu Akbar In your entire life never will a time come That you will perhaps need to stretch out your hands to someone If you read it of course with this intention for the pleasure of Allah And to gain the virtue That is mentioned in the hadith of Nabiya Kareem Sallallahu Unfortunately with Hazrat Abdullah ibn Masood And I want to Even explain this My respected brothers which is very important Even Brothers from amongst the Ahl-Sunnah Wal-Jamaat at times Don't have respect for Abdullah ibn Masood The Shia and the Rawafis. Are well known that they deplete all their energy in defaming the character of Sahaba'i Kiram, Ajma'in. But coming from the mouths of those who claim to be Ahlul Sunnah wal Jamaat, it is shocking. You will find some brothers even to say that Hazrat Abdullah ibn Masood radiallahu ta'ala an, is a Sahabi who was very forgetful. Wala hawla wala In fact, they have even said that he was senile. Hazrat Abdullah ibn Masood was senile. As they say that, uh, if you could actually trim the leaves, then why do you need to chop the tree? If you could trim the leaves, why do you need to chop the tree? But here, foolish people chop the tree, even when they had the power just to trim the leaves, but they want to chop the tree. Now, because the fiqah of Imam Abu Hanifa, not entirely, partly, is all associated with the teachings of Hazrat Abdullah ibn Mas'ud, ta'ala, and you will find a lot of people, and especially the Salafia movement that's out there, those that promote that there is no need to take one. As an imam, be it imam Abu Hanifa, imam Malik, imam Shafi'i, imam Ahmad bin Hanbal, rahmatullah alay, many people. And in order, again, those who have grudge against the fiqh of imam Abu Hanifa, rahmatullah alay, because the foundation that has been laid is on the back of Hazrat Abdullah ibn Masood, ta'ala an, so they come out with all sorts of excuses. All sorts of excuses. You'll find individuals sometimes they'll say to you that oh you know when you perform your namaz why don't you do when you go into ركو, lift up your hands when you stand up for ركو, lift up your hands subhanallah that is a hadith there is no problem but when you have an imam like imam abu hanifa and imam malik who choose not to do يدين, then how can anyone say that this is against the sunnah or contrary to the sunnah of nabiya kareem Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Which is very very wrong And these brothers should have the fear Of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in their hearts To belittle any sahabi Of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Inna lillahi wa inna ilayhi raji'un This is sheer ignorance Now just to give you The connection Of Imam Abu Hanifa With Hazrate Abdullah ibn Mas'ud Radiyallahu ta'ala With Abdullah ibn Masood And generally I often like to quote Hadiths which have been narrated by Imam Ahmed bin Hanbal Even If there is a narration in The Sahih of Imam Bukhari or Imam Muslim Why? Because Imam Ahmed bin Hanbal Is the teacher of Imam Bukhari Imam Ahmed is the teacher of Imam Bukhari So maybe a hadith in Bukhari Will have six teachers as in the chain of narration but in the case of a hadith which is in the musnad of Imam Ahmad bin Hanbal you might only have three individuals brothers do you understand what I'm saying and now I want to show you the connection of Hazrat Abdullah ibn Mas'ud with Hazrat Imame Azam Abu Hanifa please bear with me I have here in front of me a chart a lot, of, a lot of the brothers who feel that who is this a, a spurious individual who is imam abu hanifa rahmatullah we have the prophet sallallahu wasallam here and we have hazrat abdullah ibn masud radiyallahu ta'ala an, here and we have hazrat ali and hazrat uthman here and then we have hazrat imam Adam abu hanifa rahmatullah alay inshallah if brothers can just listen to me as an explanation Hazrat Abdullah ibn Masood passed away in Madinatul Munawwara But during the Khilafat of Hazrat Umar radiyallahu ta'ala Hazrat Umar radiyallahu ta'ala had established a complete new city By the name of Kufa A new city And we had actually mentioned this in the Khilafat of Hazrat Umar radiyallahu ta'ala And what he did is that he appointed two companions of the prophet sallallahu to settle in kufa to make sure that everything in kufa is running in accordance to the sharia one would be appointed as a governor whose name is hazrat ammar and the other comes as a great teacher for the people of kufa whose name is hazrat abdullah ibn mas'ud so hazrat abdullah ibn mas'ud had moved to kufa from Madinatul munawwara what he did in Kufa was to teach individuals the Sharia, Subhanallah, the Quran and the Sunnah. And it is said that the individuals that had moved in Kufa were all of scholarly caliber. All of them were people who were well versed in the Quran and also in the Sunnah of Nabiya Kareem. When Hazrat Ali during his Khilafat came to Kufa, what he did is that he had shifted the capital for the Muslimin from Medina to Kufa. So now during in the Khilafat of Hazrat Ali, the capital for the Muslims is Kufa. And when he came to Kufa and when he noticed the level of knowledge that was with the people of Kufa, he was shocked. And he said, may Allah have mercy on Abdullah ibn Mas'ud for he is the one who has filled the hearts of the people of Kufa With a lot of knowledge When Hazrat Abdullah ibn Masood moved to Kufa It is said that A thousand Sahabai Kiram Ajma'een Followed him And some of them were from Seventy of them were those who participated In the battle of Badr Three hundred of them from among Sahabai Kiram Ajma'een were those Who had pledged allegiance at the hands of Nabiya Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam Under the tree We spoke about Bay'atur uh, Rizwan Subhanallah and Abdullah ibn Masud radiallahu ta'ala an lived in Kufa when Hazrat Ali during his Khilafat what he did is that he had appointed a very famous Tabiin whose name is Qazi Shureh. Naam hai? Qazi Shureh. Very famous individual. Famously known for his arbitration, for his decision making. Very famous. In fact, even Hazrat Ali رضي الله تعالى is famously known to be the best judge in Islam as Rasul ﷺ has said Ali." When it comes to decision Hazrat Ali رضي الله تعالى decisions were very sharp and precise. Even then he had appointed Hazrat Qazi Shurayh and Qazi Shurayh was the student of Hazrat Abdullah ibn Masood radiyallahu ta'ala Now from amongst the thousands of students of Abdullah ibn Masood, The most famous student Was a, a man whose name was Al-Qama nam al He was such a brilliant student of Hazrat Abdullah ibn Masood That Hazrat Abdullah ibn Masood said What I know al knows What did he say? He was not a sahabi Now this is testimony that comes from a Sahabi for a non-Sahabi. Imagine what I know, Al-Kama knows. And so after Hazrat Abdullah ibn Masood, Hazrat Al-Kama was considered to be the most famous jurist in Kufa. When Hazrat Al-Kama passed away, it is said that from amongst the students of Hazrat al Kamah, the most famous student was Ibrahim Nakhai Ibrahim. Nakhay. Ibrahim Nakhai was such a famous jurist that when he passed away, Hazrat al Sha'bi, who was a Tabi'een who had seen 500 Sahaba'i Kiram Ajma'in, he was present at the Janaza Namaz of Hazrat Ibrahim Nakhai. He said that the, the greatest Muslim jurist has passed away. Someone contested and he said, Are you saying that he was even better than Hazrat Hassan al Basri? And Hazrat Sha'bi said, He was even more learned than Hassan al-Basri. He was more learned than the people of Hijaz, than the people of Kufa, than the people of Basra. This was Ibrahim Nakhai. Now when Ibrahim Nakhai was not well, some of his students said, Hazrat, after your demise, who do you want us to go to? Who do you refer us to go to? And he said, go to Hamad ibn Sulaiman. Go to Hamad ibn Sulaiman. And Hammad Ibn Sulaiman was the famous teacher of Imam Abu Hanifa. It is said from amongst the, the students of Hammad Ibn Sulaiman, the most famous student was Hazrat Imam Abu Hanifa rahmatullahi. And this is the connection of the fiqh of Imam Abu Hanifa with this great Sahabi whose name is Hazrat Abdullah Ibn Masud radiallahu ta'ala an. So Hazrat Abdullah ibn Masood radiallahu taala anha taught Hazrat Alkama. Hazrat Alkama had taught Hazrat Ibrahim Nakhai. Ibrahim Nakhai had taught Hazrat Hammad ibn Sulaiman. Hazrat ibn Hamad ibn Sulaiman's teacher, uh, his brilliant student was Hazrat Imam Abu Hanifa rahmatullah alaih, and it is said this has been documented. When the Grand Sahabi of Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam Hadrat Anas bin Malik radiallahu ta'ala came to Kufa, all of the people of Kufa came to greet him, and from amongst the people was also Imam Abu Hanifa Rahmatullah. And that is why Imam Abu Hanifa has been given the title to be a Tabiin that he has actually seen. The companions of Nabi-e-Kareem yes. Sallallahu alaihi wasallam, And from amongst the students of imam Adam Abu Hanifa Rahmatullah alayhi Subhanallah you know, It is shocking when you find individuals And the new Muslims are the people Who are most targeted You will find new Muslims Anyone who is a new Muslim Very quickly a group of individuals will pick them up And say right you know You have to do this, this is in the hadith This is in the hadith, this is in the hadith This is in the hadith And they have no clue They have no understanding They have no knowledge Allahu Akbar Kabira Look at the students And these are the direct students Of Imam Abu Hanifa The first man here Is Yahya ibn Zakariya Hazrat Abdullah ibn Mubarak Hazrat Abdullah ibn Mubarak Is the teacher of Imam Muslim Who is he? The Sahih Muslim that we talk of And we always talk about Bukhari and Muslim Imam Bukhari's teachers are the students of Imam Abu Hanifa. So, Abdullah ibn Mubarak and you get also Hazrat Yahya ibn Mu'in here and Imam Abdul Razak, Imam Zufar, Imam Abu Yusuf. And look at Imam Abu Yusuf. Imam Abu Yusuf is the teacher of Imam Muslim, Imam Bukhari, Imam Abu Dawud, Imam Abu Ya'la and Imam Abu Yusuf is the most famous student of Hz. Imam Azam, Abu Hanifa. It is shocking for me when I find individuals who come that they are Hanafis and they have always been Hanafis. And please forgive me, I am not advocating for people just to become Hanafis. No, no, Allahu Akbar. We have the greatest respect for Imam Shafi'i, Imam Malik, Imam Ahmad bin Hanbal. What we are saying huh? that if you are a Hanbali, remain a Hanbali all the time. If you are a Maliki, stay a Maliki. If you are a Shafi'i, stay a Shafi. And if you are a Hanafi, stay a Hanafi. But Allahu Akbar, don't remove your seat belts. Don't remove your seat belts. Don't become a mujtahid yourself. Don't mess around with the internet. Don't play around with the translations of the book of a hadith. That will one day deviate you from the path of Islam. One thing to remember my respected brothers. All of the people who became murtad. Murtad, Samjana, Who apostated from Islam. If you read their history... You will always find that before apostating, they became those who did not follow the fiqh of any of the imams. And only when they became those who did not follow any of the imams, they felt that they know a lot of the things and slowly they deviated from the straight path. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us the tawfiq. These were great individuals who were living during until the time of Hazrat Uthman bin Afan radiallahu ta'ala. An. One other Sahabi, just few minutes, who passed away during the Khilafat of Hazrat uh, Uthman was Abdul Rahman bin Auf. Abdul Rahman bin Auf was another multi-millionaire, the wealthiest Sahabi during the time of Nabi Karim sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Some have said that his wealth was even more than the wealth of Hazrat Uthman radhiyallahu taala. So much wealth in one sitting, he gave eighty thousand gold coins to Rasul sallallahu alaihi wasallam in one appeal of rasul sallallahu alaihi wasallam he gave 500 camels and 500 horses to rasul sallallahu alaihi wasallam and when he came to madinatul munawwara believe it or not he came penniless everything was taken from him by the mushrikeen of makkah so when he came to madinatul munawwara a lot of the ansari companions sympathized with him they knew of his uh, reputation to be a, a great businessman and they said Abdurrahman, maybe if we can give you some capital to start your business. He said, no, 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 no. Just tell me, show me the road to the marketplace of Medina. The market of Medina. And he said, go straight, this is where the market is. And he started his business from there. It is said that once he was coming out from the market, and Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam saw him. He was a handsome man. Hazrat Abdul Rahman said to him, Hazrat Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam said to Abdul Rahman, Abdul Rahman, it is high time you got married. It is high time You got married now in Medina And Allah's Nabi said to him When you get married make sure you do walima Make sure you do walima And said even if it means to slaughter one goat Don't forget do your walima And he says of course I will do walima Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa Looked at Abdul Rahman What a businessman he was What a He was a million and billionaire In Makkah And now in Medina Munawwara He is Striving hard to earn a good livelihood Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam gave him a dua And all he said is Allah give you barakah Allahu Akbar And this dua was accepted Talk about barakah My respected brothers and elders So much barakah Hazrat Abdul Rahman bin Auf would say If I was to sell a stone I would get the value of gold This was the barakat he got you see this is barkat Allahu Akbar. So much barkat. In fact, he was the man after the demise of Rasul sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam who would finance and make sure that a lot of wealth is given to all of the wives of Rasul sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Once there was a lot of commotion in Madinatul Munawwara. A lot of people came out and people were out. Amma Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha also came out and said, What is this noise? Kya Subhanallah, what were they witnessing? 700 camels have just entered the city of Medina, fully laden with goods and bags of food and everything. Subhanallah. And people were saying, this is the wealth of Abdurrahman bin Auf. 700 camels entering Medina Munawwara. <laughs> uh, and Hazrat Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha said, what is the noise? And they said, Well, it's nothing, it is just uh, some of the camels that are entering Medina And She said, Which camels? He says, Well, 700 camels. 700 camels. And when he saw that people are looking at the wealth, Subhanallah, these people were were individuals who were connected to Allah. Dunya meant nothing to them. He came and he looked at Amma Aisha radiallahu ta'ala and she was in Parda. She was in Parda. And he said to her, all what you see, O oh mother of the believers, is in the path of Allah. I don't want anything. Take everything in the path of Allah. It is said that before his demise, he called a sahabi. Remember, Abdurrahman bin Auf is one from amongst the ten who was given the Basharat of Jannah. He played a key role in installing Hazrat uh, uh, Uthman as the third Khalifa. He was the man who appointed Hazrat Osman as the third Khalifa. He was the one who was given the charge. And it is said that before his demise he made a Waseer. That when I die I want to give 400 dirhams to all of those companions who are still alive and who participated in the battle of Badr. Ulama had mentioned that they counted a total of 100 Badri Sahabi who were still alive. And he had four wives. He had Four wives. Brothers, just have one wife. Just have one wife. Don't have four wives. Just have one wife. That is better. Four of the wives were given, with all the wealth being distributed, 80,000 dirhams. Each of them still got 80,000 dirhams. He still had properties in Syria. And if he said so much gold was in the house, that people would have to take spades to move the gold from one section to another section so the hairs can be, the wealth can be bequeathed to the family members. They would use spades to lift the dinar, the gold coins. This was the wealth that was given to Hazrat And he said when he passed away, in the vicinity of Jannatul Baqi, there were 1000 camels that were still grazing all belonging to Hazrat Abdul Rahman bin Auf. 100 horses belonging to Hazrat Abdul Rahman bin Auf. 3000 goats in the area of Jannatul Baqi that were all belonging to Hazrat Abdul Rahman bin Auf. Subhanallah, what a, what a Sahabi he was. Huh? Subhanallah. And he was the man also. He looked after so many of the companions, including the wives. Of Rasulullah Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam When he passed away Hazrat Uthman bin Affan again Was given the privilege To perform his janaza namaz So during the Khilafah Three companions have been mentioned Hazrat Abbas Hazrat Uthman read the janazah Hazrat Abdullah ibn Masood Hazrat Uthman read the janazah And Hazrat Abdul Rahman bin Auf Hazrat Uthman read the janazah Allah give us the tawfiq Wa akhiru da'wana And alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen Allahumma salli ala sayyidina ونبينا مولانا محمد النبي امي وعلى اله وسلم تسليما خاتون بہت بیمار ہیں دعا کرے اللہ رب العالمین ان کو شفا دے اسی طریقے سے ایک خاتون کا انتقال اج ہوا ہے اللہ رب العالمین ان کی قبر کو منور فرمائے اور آخرت کے تمام منازل ان کے لئے آسان کر دے ان کی قبر کو جنت کے باغوں میں سے ایک باغ بنائے اللہم اصحابی اللہ سیدنا و محمد نبی لمی و علیہ و سلیم تسلیم اللہم اغفر لنا و لیخوانین اللذین سبقونا بالایمان و تجعل قلوبنا غل لیلذین آمن ربنا انک رعوف أبي اغفر وارحم وأنت خير الرحمين. اللهم اشفنا اللهم اشف مرزانا اللهم اشفنا اللهم اشف مرزانا. وصل الله تعالى خير خلكه محمد وآل ه وصحابه وأزواجه وذريته وحبيتي يجمعين برحمةك يا رحم الرحمين.